If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, June 27th. Guess what? What's that? 10 months till my birthday. Whoa. That's right, everybody. So it's close. right around the corner. Uh, 2023, I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 under 30, a.k.a. A man rocking a sweatshirt. I wish my neck got all stretched out so I can't wear it anymore. A.K.A. The OK Beast. Blessing. Adioye Junior. Like the neck of your shirt got stretched? Yeah. It like hang, the, This PlayStation 5 sweater we got for Christmas one year hangs mm. super low because I think Ben uh, grabbed it a bunch. Like, so it's like it's a dad sweater for me now rather than a stylish sweater. For I mean, me. I, don't, I don't know if this is a stylish sweater for me. Like, I, don't, I don't like how long the neck is. Yeah. Because always, you always see my under. The yeah. I'm wearing maybe, that's just the, maybe that's the style of the shirt. It could be. I mean, I could see this being a home shirt because it's very comfy. Like the inside texture is like very like soft. Yeah, you don't fluffy. you don't think this is a stylish sweatshirt? Uh no, not really. It's like a bit loose too. Chat, let us know. Chat, yeah, let, are you about to take a picture of me and post on Twitter and do a poll? Is that what you're about to do? No, 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 no. Right. We're gonna call the most stylish person we know, Yusef, and see what he is. Mm, smart, smart, smart. Ten a.m. still asleep. I was wrong. Hello, Greg Miller. Hello, Yusef. How are you? Oh, you're on Kind of Funny Games Daily. I'm doing wonderfully. How are you? Good. Are you watching Kind of Funny Games Daily right now? Uh, I'm not currently. I Man. can pull it up. Well, thanks. Thanks for the support, Yusef. Uh, yeah. Turn it on. Turn it on and look at Blessing, because you're the most stylish man we know. And I need to know if this is a stylish sweatshirt. When this sweatshirt was originally delivered. Everyone popped and said, this is such a great sweatshirt. I wore it. Jen complimented it a lot, yada, yada, yada. But I just called it a stylish sweatshirt in, in Blessings. Like, I don't think it's stylish anymore. Mm, okay. So I'm looking at it now. I see the PS5 logo. Is that is that it? Okay. Yeah, That's it. One shot. Um, you know, I... Be honest. It's a, good, it's a good looking video game brand sweatshirt. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't call it a stylish sweatshirt. Right. You could style it up, like you could, you could dress it up a little bit. You okay. could do some things to it. Uh, but yeah, on its own, I wouldn't call it stylish. As far as like game sweatshirt swag goes, you know, I think it's pretty good. Okay, I agree with that. Well, thank you very much, you, uh, Ubisoft, Yusef. Happy to consult. All right, bye. And that's why I trust him for my style needs. He doesn't lie. He's he not keeps it lie. real. Yeah, he keeps it real. He, he keeps, keeps it one hundred. He keeps it one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's enough, Greg. I also did. What did you drink I've never seen push <laughs> no, no, that's enough out of you, Greg. Oh God. Um, I this morning I was like, do I dress down this morning? Because like yeah. it's, you know, it's kind of a chill day here in SF. It is. You know, the weather's kind of cool. Yeah. It's kind of not not rainy, but like it feels like it could downpour at any moment. Yeah. It's one of those. It, days. Got, it's one of those good foggy days. Yeah. It's not raining, but it's wet. And like as soon as I woke up, I felt that. Yeah. Right. I'm like, yeah, it oh, felt okay. in my bones. It, it felt in my bones. I was like, it's yeah. gonna be one of those kind of days. That's, I brought my my uh, Ecto One sweatshirt that I wear sometimes, mm. which I feel is a similar dress down dad sweatshirt. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, today I'm gonna dress for comfort as opposed to swag. And I I, I think. I don't know if that's where my day went wrong this morning. Because for me, I've been <laughs> experiencing a 
series of unfortunate events. Well, your life almost your life almost ended. You yeah, were threatened on the way to work. Exactly. So like this morning, I woke up seven sharp. Right. Usually, I'm I'm in bed until like seven fifteen because my alarm rings. I turn it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. I woke up seven sharp, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do things right today. So I did that. Got through the day, uh, or got through the through the morning. Prep KHD, and then as I was leaving my house, I was like, you know what? Let me stop by Wendy's for breakfast. I never stop by Wendy's. Sure. Of course, I got my Wendy's coffee cup right here. Let me turn it so the audience can see. Wendy's didn't sponsor it, but if you want to, Wendy's, look at all the walls we got. This could be Kind of Funny Games Daily brought to you by Wendy's. Exactly. Kindoffunny.com slash contact us. I don't know that. Nope. That's really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Close enough. Um, but I got my Wendy's breakfast, which, you know, I got French toast sticks. I haven't had French toast sticks in a while. They're new to the menu, and so I was like, I'll try these out. Pretty good. Pretty, Pretty good. good. The side that came with, though, potato wedges. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. That's very weird. Here's I was not expecting that like, for breakfast. Yeah, I, 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 I did Wendy's the other last week, mm-hmm. and I came in, and immediately Kevin's like, Wendy's, huh? And I'm like, listen, it's just the first drive-thru on my way to work. Yeah. Everything else is a stop, and I can't stop, so I went there. And I did, yeah, I did the, the bacon, egg, and cheese on their biscuit, which was a fine sandwich. It was no Carl's Jr. It was no Hardee's you know, uh, biscuit sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yeah, I open, you get there, and I'm like, I'm, oh, clearly it's going to be Thank you, Barrett. hash brown coins, right? Because uh, I saw it came in a little carton. Now it's just potato wedges. I'm like, weird. Well, then you might this as well just give me your fucking item. french fries at this point. Yeah, you like know I taste I mean? them, like, and they're all like garlicky and seasoned and i'm like this is too much for breakfast yeah still uh, pre 10 a.m but i do that and i'm like whatever it's fine i drive up to the gate for kind of funny casino ballot in the chat goes hashtag ad at what point in this thing of us going like yo this is a fucked up side <laughs> you think Wendy's is like here's the money <laughs> yeah, this, is part, yo, this is all part they, of the topic listen <laughs> he said the sandwich was oh, good it wasn't as good as one of our competitors <laughs> and like I, I, I did like the french toast but yeah the side was a bit much but colin says they fucking slap you two are weak it's it's I, just the time of day why i, I don't like it's not They're, like I'm getting a fucking skillet at Denny's where I need, like, I, even then, I, I, the hash browns would look different than this. These were just straight up potato now I'm sitting wedges. If you're going to do breakfast, like, commit to the breakfast, you know? That's why, like, I'm sitting at KFG. I'm glad that we have space between us because I was already self-conscious Termite about my breakfast. Termite 4 in the live chat. How y'all eat that and still look that good? What are you fucking talking about? What are you talking about? There's so much reverberation <laughs> going on in the stomach there. Jesus Christ, move on. So many ripples. I'm done talking about Wendy's. I get That's the- your ad. Eat Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna sponsor us now. com slash contact us so i get to the, i get to the gate outside right to the parking lot i press the remote to open the, the gate nothing happens yeah i press i'm tapping that thing because i'm like oh no i've heard these horror stories before where the gate just doesn't open for joey well and so i'm pre- pressing it nothing happens i park my car right in front of the gate which is also blocking traffic but you know it's a dire situation i get out i go to the code i try to type in the code it doesn't work and i'm like well it's been a while since i did this so i go to the slack ask what's the code you tell me the same code i put in i'm like okay that's what i thought i tried it again didn't work so now i'm like oh great you know i'm i'm running behind i'm prepping khd but i i gotta find parking first luckily it only took me like five minutes to find parking in the area i, I lucked out did that and on my way to walking toward the office i'm holding my wendy's bag of food and i'm holding a coffee <laughs> on my way to the office on this like not rainy day but it just feels like a rainy day for no reason i'm like on my way walking to the office and as i'm walking i hear the loudest barks i've ever heard in my life right like a foot away from me and i've never been so startled in my life to where like i (laughs) (laughs) i I jump and like coffee spills like spills on me it wasn't a lot of coffee thankfully but like it was just enough coffee for me to be like ah fuck and then immediately like I get I get startled and then I pick up a jog of like I don't know how close or far this dog is for me, but I need to go, I need to start this running animation. I can't believe I just missed that because yeah. I was 
I was pulling up and also going through the gate problems that you were, and then you were walking up to me as I was trying to put in the code. So I can't believe, like, I drove past you as that was happening. I can't believe I missed it. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it would have been hilarious if you saw, yeah. saw this out to me, because it was like a jump, quick jog, and then me looking back and being like, okay, I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm good. The dog's behind the fence. But that's how my morning started. Yeah. And the junkyard dogs got me before, too. Oh, yeah. Because when I'm walking over to Popeye's, that's when I'll, that's See, Barrett said the same thing. The dog's yeah. gotten him. At what yeah. point do we complain? <laughs> I guarantee no, the, the dog well, is it, doing its job. Well. I didn't do anything. I was, and, but it also didn't do anything to you. It scared me. <laughs> I know you scared it though. That's what they're gonna say, you know. That's and fair. also, I if you I have did, a dog yeah. like that, you do not care. That's true. If you got a fucking pissed off German Shepherd and or pitbull pitbull back there, you ain't being like, oh, I really want to hear your complaints. That's fair. No, that's they fair. say, oh, take it up with the dog. Let me open the door. You know what I mean? We can fight. We had a conversation recently on Kind of Funny Next Time podcast. It's coming out this weekend. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. About one of the what hundreds is, of exclusive episodes. You what's the most dangerous animal we think we could take out in a fight? Yeah. And when I tell you that my bar has gotten so much lower for myself after Good. my encounter with that dog. You, you and Roger have the like way too much confidence. So much so that it's like it. I think it might be more than Mike Howard. And that's concerning. No. Yes. Ask Mike this question. He's going to say he'll take out a fucking lion. Because no, my answer was a coyote. I thought I could take out a coyote. You also mentioned a shark at one point. Well, depends on where the water level is. And then we was. showed a uh, picture of a hyena to Roger, and he got real scared real fast. If the water level was like, let's say, below the waist, I'm taking out that shark. Are you kidding me? No way. Punch well, it down. Not. Get your it's leg and take you down. It's like razor. Yeah, but I'm like, I, I still have mo- like Listen mobility. same exact conversation on the Next Gen podcast out this I'm punching down like this. And that, punch, that, that, that shark doesn't stand a chance. I'm taking out that shark. This is the man scared with his Wendy's of a dog. <laughs> I almost lost my entire Wendy's order. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about a bunch of Xbox acquisitions that almost happened. We have Zelda sales numbers and so much more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show for free by writing in over at kindoffunny.com slash kfgd. Not contact us. KFGD, <laughs> where you can ask questions about the day's news, squad up, and so much more. Of course, then you can tune in to watch the show live as we record it on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, like... Gerardo is cool, Colin 58008, uh, and missing link triple zero R. You have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and listening on podcast services around the globe. Of course, if you love this show, Maybe you want it ad-free. Go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Each and every day over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, we upload an ad-free version of KFGD for you to peruse and enjoy as a YouTube video and an MP3. And of course, on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you could watch each and every podcast live as we record them. You could get them ad-free live or on demand. You could get hundreds of of exclusive episodes of content that only live there, like Kind of Feudy, Greg Way, and so much more. Uh, the Next Gen Podcast that goes up this very weekend. And, of course, there's also uh, exclusive merch only on Patreon.com slash Funny. Most importantly, though, it keeps the lights and mics on. We are an independent operation of 11 people, and we could use your support. So if you enjoy Kind of Funny, head over to Patreon.com slash Funny. Uh, some housekeeping for you. Well, of course, for, never forget the Epic Creator Code, Kind of Funny. If you're checking out the Epic Game Store, use that. Or if you're buying something in Fortnite, Rocket League on your console, 
go there. But housekeeping for you, come celebrate Tim's birthday with us Friday, June 30th. We'll be streaming all afternoon long to celebrate all things Tim Gettys on Twitch and YouTube.com slash games. It's going to be a fun show. IGN's Brian Altano will be in the building with me recording Let's Plays that we promised from, of course, our fundraising back in October. I'm sure I'm going to get him on stage at some point out here to hang out with us. If that wasn't enough birthday goodness for you, it's Joey Noel's half birthday, which means you can get 25% off everything in our RT store. That's the Rooster Teeth store with the code Christmas in June, all one word, of course. Remember, we started a new store at kindoffunny.com slash store, but that means over on roosterteeth.com, there's a bunch of kind of funny merch we could really use selling. So go over there and get Get it cheap. 25% off Christmas in June with the code. Hey, new kind of funny podcast is up right now. It's about Nick losing all his memories. But let's be honest. It's about how I open the show. Mm. And you know it's going to be a good podcast when as I'm walking to fill my water to come out to do the podcast, Joey made eye contact with me. And she goes, oh, no, what do you have planned? And I said, mm-hmm. how did you know? And she's like, you've got the look. See, it's funny because we had that conversation right when the podcast started where yeah. Joey's like, what do you guys think Greg's about to do on this episode of the podcast? Do you think he's about to bust out something crazy? And Mike <laughs> says to us, nah, he ain't got it today. He ain't got it today, Jeroni. He ain't got it. He ain't, he ain't got the stuff. And it. sure enough, it sounds like you brought it. I had the it. The first 30 seconds, I believe. Yep. Wow. That's the thing. If I don't want to do the intro, I want to get right to it. You know it's going to be good. I'm just saying. Why is it illegal? <laughs> That's all Wait, I'm what, saying. What, 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 what's illegal? Nothing. Oh, no. You'll see. You will go watch the podcast on YouTube.com slash kind of funny podcast services around the globe is the kind of funny podcast. Uh, The X cast is recording today and the crew is talking about everything going on with the Xbox FTC trial. Perfect dark and more right in with your questions and tune in live on Patreon today or on Thursday when the episode posts with ads for everybody on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Casey Andrew, Delaney Twining and James Hastings. Today we're brought to you by BetterHelp. We'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Seven items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. We start with the big one, ladies and gentlemen. Number one, Microsoft explored buying Sega, Bungie, and IO Interactive. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. Microsoft has explored the possibility of acquiring Sega, Bungie, and IO Interactive in recent years. In November 2020, Xbox, Phil, Xbox boss Phil Spencer emailed Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella and said to the company's CFO Amy Hood, requesting approval to approach Sega Sammy with a view of to acquiring its game studios. Quote, we believe that Sega has built a well-balanced portfolio of games across segments with global geographic appeal and will help us accelerate xbox game pass both on and off console he wrote of the japanese company in an email seen by the verge spencer added quote sega is the most attractive next acquisition target due to its global pc catalog presence on mobile in asia and global brand affinity on consoles through its classic ip end quote The message was included in internal documents from Microsoft's ongoing case against the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, which is seeking to block the Xbox maker's proposed $69 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard. While it's unclear how Nadella responded to Spencer's requests, Sega uh, was also listed on an quote-unquote M&A, that's a merger and acquisition, uh, final watch list document from April 2021. Bungie, which was later acquired by PlayStation maker Sony, and Zynga, uh, which would go on to merge with Rockstar owner Take-Two in the games industry's biggest ever completed deal, also appeared on the watch list. 
So too did Hitman Maker IO Interactive, Hades developer Supergiant Games, and Pokemon Go Studio Niantic. Also under consideration were Thunderful, Playrix, and Scopely. Goddamn, man. We're coming after everybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh... There's a lot going on here. I think some relevant information to bring into, of course, all of this is coming out in the wake of the FTC trial going yeah. on right now with Xbox, where as of this morning, they were interviewing, or they were, I believe they were playing an interview of Jim Ryan to then, you know, be pu- or not public, but within the courtrooms, right, for the deposition. Um, and yeah, it's, there's been a lot of fascinating stuff um, uh, arising from this. One of the things, Shannon Lau, who's been uh, helping report this, mentions that there have been some explosive documents coming out from the FTC versus Microsoft trial um, as they're being uh, as they're been they've been uploaded. Uh, Matt Booty says Microsoft could quote spend Sony out of business uh, in a 2019 email, and we have the email here with uh, Matt Booty is writing to Tim Stewart and says. Um, uh, a different view to the general view uh, below might be that we, Microsoft, are in a very unique position to be able to go spend Sony out of business. If we think that video game content matters in 10 years, we might look back and say, quote, totally would have been worth it to lose $2 billion or $3 billion in 2020 to avoid a situation where Tencent, Google, uh, Amazon, or even Sony uh, have, been, have become the Disney of games and own most of the valuable content. For example, it is practically impossible for anyone to start a new video streaming service at scale at this point. What content do you base it on? Things like Hulu and CBS All Access will be trivial players in the space. Uh, in the space. Uh, in games, Google is three to, is uh, three or four years away from being able to have a studio up and running. Amazon has shown no ability to execute on game content. Oh. <laughs> content is the one moat we, uh, that we have in terms of a catalog that runs on current devices and the capability to, capability to create new. Sony is really the only other player who could compete with Game Pass, and we have a two-year and 10 million subs lead. If we reverse course on day, on day and date, it's going to be hard to convince folks that things like Mixer or xCloud have much of a chance of surviving scrutiny either. Um, so what's a post- damning email? Yeah, that like it like it really was one that got passed around, written up, talked about a lot about it, this thing because of course this whole thing is well, we want to block this merger because you use it to put Sony out of business. Like, no, we want it. We'd share everything. And PlayStation's like, we wouldn't be comfortable giving you PlayStation 6 information, Activision. We want to do that kind of thing. And then you get the spend out of business thing. It is worth pointing out Microsoft has responded to that email, though, in the court thing. Tom Warren at The Verge says, Microsoft argues the email is old and it never pursued such a strategy anyway. Quote, this email is three and a half years old and predates the announcement of our acquisition by 25 months, says David Cuddy, general manager of public affairs at Microsoft in a statement to The Verge. Quote, it refers to industry trends we never pursued and is unrelated to the acquisition. The internal exchange was also sealed as part of a separate so-called gamers lawsuit recently. They never like pers- the- they, it was sealed and they never pursued it and it was old? Yeah. They, they <laughs> it was from 2019 old. and they bought Activision Blizzard. <laughs> The email is part of the and threat. And they try even to buy closer, it. Even closer to that email, they bought Bethesda. And they wanted to buy Sega, Bungie, and Ion. The email is part of a threat discussing Xbox Game Pass and the rest of the chain redacted. But it looks like Microsoft is considering reversing the idea of day-in-to-date releases of its own game. Uh, games, not Xbox Game Pass in 2012. 19. Jesus. Something Booty wasn't happy about, which you heard in the email there. But again, it was. If we reverse course on day and date, it's going to be hard to convince folks uh, that things like Mixer or xCloud have much of a chance of surviving scrutiny either. Mm. A lot of this is so fascinating. I think the fun- it's such dirty laundry. Like, oh it's yeah, like that one thing of like 
Oh, can you imagine like any stupid email or Slack we've ever done if we if you fucking sued us, blessing? I swear to God, don't you fucking oh, man. sue us. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> Four years from now, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. But it's like all that stupid shit. You like, and, like you know, you think you're having a private conversation, and now it's on blast, and it's like. Yeah, you know, it is from a different time, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. four years ago or whatever, whatever the strategy was and where you're going. But like to say, yeah, we could spend them out of business. And the whole thing here is like, you could spend us out of business yeah. by buying all these things and making them exclusive. Like, and oh. like, I mean, mm-hmm. it feels like they're in the process of spending them out of business, right? And out of business trying being, to. yeah, trying to, right? Like, I don't think PlayStation is going anywhere, right? I don't think Xbox is about to shut down PlayStation no. by my, buying Call of Duty. But I think the idea is there, right? And I think the fascinating thing here is, thinking about the reality where Microsoft did buy Sega or Microsoft did buy Bungie or Microsoft did buy IO Interactive and how things would have shifted, right? Like, you know, you're talking about Sega being a company that has games that are very popular on other platforms. You're talking about things like Persona. You're talking about maybe being able to acquire a new a new mascot in Sonic, right? And that being able to be the face of Microsoft, which would be such a weird reality to live in. But, you know, like, they'll put that to use. Hey, let, yeah, we have this thing that is very recognizable, an IP that does well multimedia-wise, right, not just in video games. I think that would be such an interesting scenario. Um, IO Interactive being another studio that's very talented, right? Like, they're not, they're not Sega, they're not Bethesda or anything, right? But that is a studio that does quality work, that has 100%. had pretty consistent output in terms of the Hitman franchise and how well-received those have been. It's increasingly so over the years. They have the, and we're going to get into this in the next story, but they have the um, fantasy game that they're working on that they just announced that is rumored uh, and seemingly confirmed based on these documents to be exclusive uh, with Microsoft. Yeah, like, what if those conversations went further and it was, oh, your James Bond game is also exclusive here. Yeah. On top of something like Indiana Jones from Machine Games. Like, that's what Microsoft's trying to build here. They're trying to build a stable IP and a stable of studios to compete with anybody else who even wants to try to touch them. And... The money is speaking. I think that's the fascinating thing is PlayStation has been competing with, hey, we have years and years of established studios that know what, what they're doing. We have a flow. We, we have a first-party output that is working for us really well. And then also we get our exclusives like Final Fantasy and Persona and stuff. Whereas Microsoft has the money. Like, they can make it rain on these different studios and publishers yeah. or and just straight out buy them, right, and be able to buy that power. And, you know... As with all all of this, right? So much of it is speculation, but man, five to ten years from now, it's gonna be really interesting. Interesting to see how the cards lie, and you know how we compare the two or pit the two against each other in terms of how they like what their what their space or I guess place is or placement is in the industry. Yeah, uh, it's a crazy one of what they're going through right now. What this is to see the dirty laundry air, to see Pete Hines being cross examined, and all this information. I not even see. I'm I'm. Of course, looking through the uh, lens of one Rebecca Valentine, yeah. who does an amazing job of updating us from the courthouse floor there and all that stuff. But, you know, the chat over there is popping off with, like, the fact of all the stupid shit PlayStation does, of course, right? Of, like, well, yeah, but, like, they're the ones who block crossplay. They're the ones who do, of the, course. you know, they're, of course, buying studios as well. And it's, like, it is such a how do you stop someone from doing the thing you're doing. It is the Spider-Man meme of everybody pointing at each other. And it is this idea. Oh, great job uh, here with all the stuff going on. Uh, Rebecca right now live uh, from the courtroom. Where is this trial? Do you know? It's in San Francisco. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Rebecca, I was talking to Rebecca earlier about how she needs to go, she arrives there at like 6 a.m. Yeah, she, I saw door, well, I, it was that thing where I think was that Friday the first day? No, it must have been Thursday. I think it was earlier than that. doesn't yeah. matter. Whatever. The first day when it was popping off I wasn't at work yet and so I was looking at it and I was seeing it and I was like 
is this New York? Where is she? And then I and then you said she, you know, brought a potty this weekend. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then I saw her doing it again. I'm like, wait, this has got to be here, oh, right? Yeah. This can't be like she's shooting back and forth. And, and like somewhere in here, those because because of Jim Ryan's thing today, right? I think he mentioned that Call of Duty. He viewed Call like Call of Duty exclusivity as um, like anti-competition or something like that, right? Like, for people in chat that are going back and forth about PlayStation does this, Xbox does this, nobody's in the right here, right? These are just big companies arguing about, like... These are big companies <laughs> arguing to stop the other big company from doing something that the first big company would love to... Yeah, there's not, a, there's not a hero or villain in this situation, right? It's just capitalism at business, work. It's two, business doing business. It's two big companies doing business. And so, like, this isn't us like rooting or rooting against anybody it's just very fun and fascinating to look at just based on yeah all the messy laundry that's coming out because yeah. as a third party that like doesn't have any stake in play i know i'm wearing a playstation shirt right but like that's because we like video games as somebody has really playstation ones because they're better i mean i do i am looking forward to starfield that might be my, my second game of the year wait, Zelda, you know what i mean starfield is so good hopefully fingers crossed but um yeah as people who don't have any stake in playstation or xbox i'm just sitting here reading the timeline, reading Rebecca Valentine's uh, tweets and, be, and nodding along like, yeah, <laughs> give, give me all the shit. Give me all the fucking dirty laundry. I want to read it all because it's, re it's really interesting stuff. 100%. Yeah, to see how they do this. Uh, Cozy Bear writes in with a question just like you can. An interesting question. DakanaFunny.com uh, slash KFGD and says, court documents have revealed that Microsoft was strongly considering acquiring Sega and that if the acquisition had gone through, it would have still continued releasing Sega's games on other platforms. From my perspective, Microsoft making Bethesda titles like Indiana Jones and Starfield Xbox exclusive, while allowing the likes of Sonic, Yakuza, and Persona to remain platform agnostic seems a little arbitrary. From your perspective, why do you think Microsoft was prepared to go this route with Sega's IPs? I think it has to do with the install base and how many people are going to show up for something like um, Sonic or Yakuza or Persona on a PlayStation platform and you still want to make that money, right? Like, I, I, for me, it goes back to Phil Spencer's comment on the X-Cast where he said, you know, we can do whatever, but but we're not going to get people to sell their PlayStations and just start, start buying Xboxes. I think putting a game like the next Persona game on Xbox exclusive, sure, like, that might gain you some ground, that might gain you some converts, but... I think on the pure dollars, dollars and cents side of things, it, it's, it benefits, you, benefits you way more likely to put that game out on PlayStation and on Xbox, right? And wherever you can, Switch just it. so you're able to maintain that audience and get that money. Whereas something like Starfield, I think there is a bit of, oh no, this is a juggernaut that we can, we, this helps us gain ground, right? This is the thing that people will pick up Xboxes for. Something like Call of Duty, I think is too much of a, there's so much money being made on all platforms that we got to stick with this on all platforms. I think it is you look at each game case by case and go, what makes sense for this title? And I could see what makes sense for things like Starfield or Indiana Jones to be exclusive. Whereas I can totally understand the argument for Persona of, no, we should keep this on PlayStation because this sells X amount of units versus this is going to sell so many less millions if we put this on Xbox. Yeah. I mean, you nail it. It comes down to units sold and what units will sell. Uh, I think that as much as we can all sit here and, you know, especially this, you, me, Barrett uh, right now, right, talk about how much we love Sonic Hughes and Persona series, those aren't juggernauts, like you're saying. Yeah. Those aren't blockbusters where people will follow. Those are games that are going to sell to their, uh, their audience, their fan base. And I think that if you were to cut it off and be like, all right, well, we're just putting on Xbox, you are going to lose hundreds of thousands of sales of those games, which then make fuck up the math on what's going on and how much you're making. Why'd you buy them if you're not going to be able to turn a profit on them, right? 
I think it behooves Sonic to be everywhere to have that available to everybody because even though Sonic is a well-known IP, Sonic fans are a different thing and there aren't as many as you might think there are. And he's a well-known character and a well-known IP, but are they rushing out to buy games? Are they excited for yeah, Sonic like, Forces? I, as, as, much as, I, Sonic as, Heroes, Sonic? as much as I... As much as I... What's the next one? The next one's coming. Oh, out. Sonic Superstars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, as much as I love Sonic, it, I'm not... If I was somebody who only had a PlayStation, right, and I didn't have an Xbox... I don't think I would pick up an Xbox because they got the exclusivity on right. Sonic, right? I guess yeah. I'm, I'd just be like, all right, cool. I guess I'm not playing the next Sonic. And then. to your point about Call of Duty, I think it's a very, you're right, right on the numbers as well. They're right of like, I think the people who only have an Xbox to play Call of Duty, I, I'm sorry, if they only have a PlayStation to play Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. If Xbox goes through on this merger, they're like, guess what? Call of Duty is exclusive here. I think those people on PlayStation who only bought the PlayStation playing, uh, they're like, wow, I already own, I bought this fucking thing for that. And now they're doing yeah. that. Well, I don't even care. I'll either find another shooter or I'll continue to play the one Call of Duty that's still here. Like, there's a whole bunch of yeah and like, like it's going it's and a live game too like how much money is being yeah. made through having a wide player base and being able to sell battle passes sell whatever they don't sell call of duty maps anymore like i don't i mean i don't know what the what the strategy is anymore call of duty because i've been so out of the loop yeah, yeah, but yeah. i know with warzone right there's so much money to be made there through skins and the cosmetics and all these things and so then you jump over to the bethesda side of the coin here and specifically uh starfield and indiana jones right starfield is a game that is going to do huge numbers that is going and that is going to be a game that takes over our industry, the nerd industry. I think if you were somebody who was on the fence, you've only owned a PlayStation, you've only owned a Switch or something, but you listen to kind of funny games daily and other stuff. I think that is a game you'll buy if if it comes together the way it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. You'll buy for Indiana Jones is a game that you're going to see during the NBA Finals. You're going to see that on the Today yeah. Show. You're going to see like they're going to make a push for that, and that is going to be a premier blockbuster look at the fact that this ip you love mainstream everybody is also a video game and now you can play it only on xbox and i think that's the same thing there yeah yeah i think there's there's that ip power that indiana jones has and that bethesda games have in general right like i think you can do that with with bethesda games because there might be more of an install base on the xbox platform than something like persona because persona has been historically exclusive right yeah. or something like sonic because sonic has been you know, everywhere for so for, uh, for so long. Whereas I think something like Doom, something like Wolfenstein, pretty much any of the any of the Bethesda IPs moving forward, I can understand a case for those being exclusive because those are big games. But like Starfield is a juggernaut, and like the best that's a game studios game is going to be a juggernaut, and then everything kind of falls under uh, underneath that in terms of like popularity and sales and all that stuff. But like they're in that range of okay, if this sells let's say 8 million or 10 million, like this might make more sense just to keep it as an exclusive so we can make the argument for Game Pass and make the argument for Xbox, the console, uh, whereas Starfield, and like same with Starfield, honestly, like, yeah, if, if this is going to sell 15 to 20 million on our platform, yeah, have this be the, like, you know, the flag that we put down as, hey, this is the temple. Like this is the, the, the game you're coming here for. Um, whereas, yeah, like Call of Duty is going to sell tens of millions of copies and you're going to want that to be everywhere where it can sell let's make a jump to number two because we're still in the same vein and this is it looks like io's interact uh, i'm gonna try again it looks like io interactives fantasy rpg is an xbox exclusive this is andy robinson at vgc if you're paying attention at home vgc two for two right now two and no none of that bum jordan midler which I'm always happy to keep out, you know? I mean, he's probably busy reviewing 10 games right now. <laughs> <laughs> Andy writes, an upcoming original IP from Hitman Studio, IO Interactive, could be an Xbox console exclusive. That's according to internal Microsoft documents shared as part of an ongoing FTC versus Microsoft trial over the acquisition of Activision. 
Activision Blizzard. The documents, spotted by IGN, which assess IO as a potential acquisition target, listed as working on Project Dragon, an RPG shooter for PC and Xbox Series X slash S. Xbox Game Studios is listed as the publisher for the title. In April 2021, Windows Central first claimed that IO had teamed up with Microsoft to work on a new Dragon-themed IP, which the platform holder was expected to publish as a first-party Xbox exclusive. Then, this February, IO itself confirmed that it's working on an online fantasy RPG. While unconfirmed, this is likely to be the same project mentioned in the Microsoft documents. Quote, we are building a new world, a new IP, an online fantasy RPG, the company said. A world and a game built from the core to entertain players and expand for many years to come, end quote. <laughs> I... That's some gravitas right there. Oh, yeah. This was built from the core want... to entertain players. I want Morgan Freeman to like do the narration and on this the on the intro of the game. Seated. We're seated. I want this game to be so good. Like I, I, I love IO Interactive so much as a studio. And I was thinking about this this morning of how different this sounds than... Um, Hitman, and <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, Dragon Shooter IP, uh, yeah, and like even like what we see with so many studios nowadays of man, NetherRealm is so is so good even between having m- multiple different IPs, but also Injustice and Mortal Kombat are so similar. Yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, grand yeah. scheme, right? Um, Naughty Dog, same thing with Last was Uncharted in the grand scheme, right? There's so many differences, but also you can see the similarities there, and that list goes in terms of the insomniac between Ratchet and Spider Man, the similar similarities there. This is so different from Hitman that I get a little bit worried about. Are you going to stretch? Like, between this and James Bond, are you stretching yourselves thin between, like, what you can do? Not to bottle in a studio into, like, one thing, right? But um, I just say that to hope that, like, this game is good because it's so hard for me to visualize off the bat what a fantasy dragon online RPG looks like (laughs) from IO Interactive. Well, imagine if Lair... And Scalebound had a baby oh God. online. I mean, I did want Scalebound. I, I bought an Xbox for Scalebound and never, never got it. Didn't pan out for you. I also got it for Rare Replay. That did pan out. That did pan got out. Got to play Jeff nice, or Gemini for the 18th time. Yeah, you know, IO Interactive is such an awesome story in video games, right? They make these Hitman games. They have a, a fan base behind them. They every time seem to do the right thing for players, whether it be, you know, expanding the game, putting stuff together, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then, of course... Square dumps them, right? And then, but they let them take the Hitman IP with them, which is awesome. And then they're out and they're they're on their own. And then they get this James Bond license. They're working on this thing. Like, I'm incredibly excited about their future. I hope that they're a well-funded studio that is being taken care of. And of course, we always go back to this is a conversation I think from Super Chats and one of the post shows we did recently with Mike of like you know they're an independent studio, even though this game would be published by Microsoft, right? And like, this is the dollars and cents of video games. You have the developer and then you have the publisher. The publisher is writing the check to keep the developer in business while they work on the game, hoping then to make the profit. Not every time, deals are different, but make the, reap the rewards when the game is released and it's awesome and it makes a lot of money and it becomes a huge hit. Yeah. Or take a big giant fucking loss. I mean, that's the version of IO we're seeing operate right now, right? Like IO leaving Square Enix, they're already... Like, but they they had done Hitman one. I forget where in the process they were at Hitman two. I feel like they, that was like in the Hitman two era of IO where we saw them get uh, let go. I think maybe a little bit before that game. But you know they were already making Hitman and Hitman one, two, and three are all working off of the same systems, right? Like that is practically a live game. Yeah. Even though they put it out in different iterations. And, and again, you know, we talk about all the time uh, from our PlayStation side the 
12 live services and we're like oh god i hope they're not all shooters and yeah surprised they're all shooters but i was like there's ways to interact put live services stuff into games you love hitman's Hit a great Man example right of like cool like when they launched that and i think they do it to this day but like when they launched that we got approached to do the kind of funny challenge and there was the spawn on me challenge and i think there was a mid mat like hey we're putting these things out there if you like this single player game if you like this sandbox we give you there's new ways to play every day of how to go through yeah and, do and, and and to your point of this is what video game development is and in independent video game development in terms of wanting to fund your thing and yeah you know keep alive as a company uh io has been expanding there have been new stories in the last uh, couple years of them opening up new studios in different locations yep. and stuff to expand and keep up with everything and then also you know the point i'm making too is that um james bond and this fantasy game are the first that we're seeing io take their own swings that you know aren't hitman right hitman i think was sort of a product of you know square enix and like oh, their yeah. involvement all, within all that and io took that and made it their own thing um but yeah this dragon game and james bond like those are deals that they made independently like there are where i guess we're starting to see them chart their own path and define what their thing is as a studio and as a company and i hope that goes well because we've not seen that side of io yet 100%. and i could see i could see a thing of oh man this turns out like telltale where they took on too much and all of a sudden like it balloons and they're not able to keep up with the, with, with, with the demand but they are a talented studio, and so I really hope that I think I can see ways in which that talent translates to, to, to James Bond. I can see ways in which, oh yeah, we're expanding because we want to make this online fantasy game and have it being published by Microsoft. Those are two huge deals to have, totally. um, and that's great because they're such a talented studio and they deserve that. But yeah, I just hope that they're able to keep that momentum and we don't see dips because, you know, we had to make these moves to keep up with the financial demands, and all of a sudden everything topples down. Doubling back, and I don't want to spend too much time on it because we've gone long on two stories of seven. Yeah. Uh, but like in this conversation about IO, you know, almost being bought, this game being exclusive, one of the things that like was a footnote in story one that we went back and passed or whatever that I double back to is like, I would love, 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 love to be a fly on the wall at Supergiant. How oh, many yeah. times have they been approached by Xbox, PlayStation? Can you imagine? Like they are, uh, Supergiant is. One of, I don't, I, I won't insult anybody. They are a crown jewel of independent game development, right? Yeah. They are one of the top independent de game developers out there, right? We're talking about Hades now, Hades two, but even before that, Bastion. The list yeah. goes on. Dude, if I was to do a power like ranking of independent developers right now in 2023, I think they might be number one. And so I would love to know how often they're approached, why they don't. I mean, and like you know, just to, like you know, just sit down with Greg Kasav and have a beer off the record, and like really just uh, like. I hope they're killing it. They seem to be killing it. That's fucking awesome. Continue killing it. The epic deal must have been great for them with Hades, you hope, right? But it's awesome that they haven't done it. They just yeah. get to make the games they want to make, and that's all they have to worry yeah. about. Yeah. I think that's the thing is they get to make the games they want to make, and that means that, hey, we want to make Hades too and make it a thing and, uh, and announce it at the Game Awards. Like, I don't think they need a Microsoft or a PlayStation or anybody to, to buy them. Sure, that might come with more money and maybe... You know that might alleviate some responsibility off of the lead. That's of always that what it comes down to, right? Is like, yeah, the, you know, sometimes it's the money. Obviously, you're doing fine on money, but it's the idea of like, oh, cool, we don't have to worry about HR anymore. We don't yeah. have to worry about getting everybody paid and ADP and yada yada yada. Yeah, but I can see the value of, hey, we get to do whatever the fuck we want. Sure. And we now that we that we have Hades, we have this thing that sold so well and so much resources to work with. Um, that yeah, I'm sure they're probably a hard buy. Like it's probably difficult to approach them and like ask them to give the, give them all up. You probably have to lay down the bag <laughs> in order to in order to get them. Which Microsoft, I feel like they would do. They want to buy Sony out of business. <laughs> so 
Who knows? This would be one way to do it. Yeah, yeah. that was a strategy four years ago. Before. Four years ago. It's a, it's sure, a they're not doing ago. that now. It's a lifetime ago. <laughs> Remember, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Supergiant's awesome because they're independent. We're independent just like them because of your support on patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can get each and every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free. You can get the other podcasts live as we record them a day early and ad free. Of course, you can get them on demand ad free. You could get hundreds, literally hundreds of exclusive episodes of kind of Feudy, the next gen podcast, Greg way only on patreon.com slash kind of funny. But since you're not there right now, here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know this from experience, how often it just seems easier to care about others and to keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my very best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash kindoffunny. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Number three on the Roper Report, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is already the second best-selling game of 2023. This is Wesley LeBlanc over at Game Informer. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, the ambitious follow-up to 2017's Breath of the Wild, finally hit Switch last month. We've now learned, thanks to video game group analyst, anal- thanks to video game analyst group, uh, Sarkana, that's how we say it now? Yeah, I miss it, PD. That is uh, that it was unsurprisingly the best-selling game of the month. However, it's also already the second best-selling game of 2023 behind Hogwarts Legacy. Right, that was this year. Yep, that was what February. A fucking long year we are in. Uh, what's even more as impressive is that Circana's Tears of the Kingdom numbers do not include digital sales of the game, only physical, according to Circana uh, executive director Matt Piscatella, friend of the show. Uh, that it's the best. Se- that it's the second best-selling game of 2023 on just its physical numbers alone means the game sold exceptionally well. And there's a good chance it might be the year's best-selling game if digital numbers are one day added. Here's a look at the top 10 best-selling games of May 2023. Number one, 
Tears of the Kingdom. Number two, Hogwarts Legacy. Number three, Jedi Survivor. Number four, Dead Island 2. Number five, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Uh, number six, MLB The Show 23. Number seven, FIFA 23. Number eight, Mario Kart 8. Number nine, Resident Evil 4 Remake. And number 10, Far Cry 6. Uh, top, 10, top 10 best-selling games in 2023 so far go. Number one, Hogwarts Legacy. Number two, Tears of the Kingdom. Number three, Modern Warfare 2. Number four, Jedi Survivor. Number five, RE4 Remake. Number six, MLB The Show 23. Number seven, Dead Island 2. Hell yeah. Uh, number eight, wow. FIFA 23. Number nine, Dead Space 2. 2023 of course and number 10 madden nfl 23 unsurprisingly given how well tears of the kingdom sold last month nintendo's switch hardware was the best-selling platform in unit in dollar sales last month may 2023 was the switch's best-selling may of its lifetime thus far and it was also nintendo's second best may month for hardware spending second behind may 2020 however Sony's PlayStation 5 console leads the overall 2023 hardware market in terms of unit and dollar sales. Interesting. Woo. I love this stuff. Yeah. Well, one thing that sticks out to me is the top 10 best-selling games for May 2023. I un- I know th- I know for a fact, you know, and I understand for a fact how well-selling Hogwarts Legacy is, yeah. but for it to overtake Jedi Survivor in May, when Jedi Survivor came out <laughs> at the end of April, Hogwarts Legacy came out in February. That's insane. Huh? that's wild that game is selling like crazy <laughs> it goes to show what you do i mean you give you know a fan base a rabid fan base the mm. opportunity to live their dream in a game like, like and you star t- wars sure but they're I mean, rabid star wars game we get so many that are already so great like yeah. I, at hogwarts like you know you have this adage that i really appreciate of like when you see a game break through into your tiktok you know it's something special mm-hmm. and when it was that my tiktok algorithm started serving me all the people who were like the girlfriend using her boyfriend's PS5 for the first time to play Hogwarts. The guy, the brother getting dropped off, coming out of GameStop with his PS5 in Hogwarts. It was like people who had never, not never, but weren't video gamers, yeah. right? Were suddenly like, this is the one. I got to go play this game. I got to get a copy of this game. I got to be a part of this. I got to go be a wizard. Also, <laughs> like, the last time I think a Harry Potter game came out was probably when they were doing the movie tie-in games, which was like, Fucking twelve years ago or something at the at this point, right? So and yeah. we're Star Wars. We have everything Star Wars all the fucking time for, for the last sure. Eight years, yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, and again, and, and I know that's and and like uh, you know you have like the yeah they're both games where you get to go play through a, a story, but uh, it seems that Hogwarts is way more like kind of explorable and kind of like very focused on being at Hogwarts or Star Wars. It's like you're jumping to places that, yeah, you've seen before, and, like, yeah, you get to hang out in Coruscant, and then there's, like, different planets, new planets uh, that aren't, like, as familiar, whereas, like, Hogwarts, you have, like, that one specific place that people have wanted to go to, whereas Star Wars is such a big fucking universe, right? Yeah, which, like, I totally understand at the end of the day how Hogwarts is going to outsell Jedi Survivor. It's just the fact that for the month of May... When when sure. uh, Jedi came out in April, like sure. end of April, that it's still moving. That units. like Hogwarts still, still moving, moving units. enough units to outsell Jedi in that month alone is insane to me. But yeah, I totally understand the fact that yeah, it's been forever since a Harry Potter game. We're not getting like you know Harry Potter movies at like a big cadence, right? And so like or like a TV show or anything. And so for the fact that this is a like. A, a, I don't know if you know, but like, are there Harry Potter books <laughs> that are still coming out? I'm so out of the loop with hot with um the uh, maybe like Wizarding World. I don't know, but yeah, like this being one of the few pieces of Harry Potter media that you're getting on this level is what I'll say, right? Like, I totally understand how 
everybody showing up for that. Everybody is like, oh man, finally I get to explore and hang out in this world again. Um, but yeah, those sales numbers are wild. I, I'm, I'm so curious and I can't wait to see end of year sales numbers just for everything to see like yeah. where Hogwarts stands up to Zelda stands up to call of duty even it'll be interesting if nintendo you know who historically doesn't release their digital numbers do release digital numbers yeah. to really drive home the I th- fact that i they think they do this. in those um like quarterly reports where they talk about which sales and okay. like the final software sales so i'm sure we'll see whenever the end of the fiscal quarter is sounds good uh, speaking of Nintendo, number four on the Roper Report, Nintendo President Shuntaro uh, Furukawa says their next console will use the same Nintendo account. <gasps> Oh my god cool. what year is it nintendo <laughs> getting with it uh this is cam over at go nintendo nintendo has just published a transcript of the q a portion of their latest shareholders meeting and an interesting tidbit about nintendo's next gen console was shared as noticed by twitter user genki uh it looks like nintendo still plans on using the same nintendo account system for their next platform uh nintendo president uh furukawa thinks that keeping their current account system will allow for a smooth transition to next gen when whatever that transition may be we don't know when we'll see the next nintendo nintendo platform but we do know it's on nintendo's mind i'll believe when i see it good good whatever yeah me and tim were just having this back and forth recently where i think he was talking about games and your stuff carrying over to the next nintendo platform and i forget what side i was on but like i could see a scenario where nintendo's like nah man we're starting over (laughs) like you're gonna have to buy everything again because they're nintendo and they do weird shit yeah nintendo is known for doing those weird nintendo decisions put up your wnds in the chat here on twitch but yeah we will see what they do and uh i don't know man it's the same thing as always like when is the switch 2 coming when's the super switch coming but like it's gotta be next year guess what they just fucking crushed you know what i mean circana's numbers are i mean yeah this last may was the best-selling may for switch which is insane yeah but also, this with Tears of the Kingdom. Of course. Everybody bought a special edition. Number five. CD Projekt reflects on Cyberpunk's launch. Quote, it became cool to dislike it. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. That's right. <laughs> Three out of five stories, VGC. It's VGC, Daily. Reflect. But where the hell is Jordan Midler? Everybody keeps asking. And he's you know reviewing I mean? all those video games. <laughs> He better, babe. Uh, reflecting on Cyberpunk 2077's trouble launch, CD Projekt's com boss has argued that the game received some overly harsh criticism when it first released. While acknowledging that the game needed to be improved when it first arrived in 2020, Michael Platkow Gilwitzki told GamesIndustry.biz he believes it deserved a better reception than the one it received, and suggesting that some people jumped on the bandwagon to criticize because it was fashionable to do so. I will tell you right from the jump, <laughs> I do not like how you paint yourself in a corner here, Michael. I would not do this, Michael. <laughs> He's doing it. Quote, I actually believe Cyberpunk on launch uh, was better uh, than it was received. And even the first reviews were positive, he said. Then it became a cool thing not to like it. We went from hero to zero really fast. That was the tough moment. We didn't know what was happening. We knew the game is great. Yes, we can improve it. Yes, we need to take time to do it. And we need to rebuild some stuff. That took us a lot of time. But I don't believe we were ever broken. We were always like, let's do this, end quote. Cyberpunk 2077 was one of the most highly anticipated games of the last console generation, but things went badly wrong for CD Projekt when it finally arrived in late 2020. After three delays, the highly anticipated RPG released for PC and consoles with a host of technical problems, resulting in refunds being offered, the game being pulled from the PlayStation Store, and CD Projekt facing lawsuits alleging it misled investors over the quality of the title. Uh, for michael uh, whose job it was to oversee studio contact with players media and influencers he hopes the dlc will go some way to rebuilding the trust that has been lost with the with some of the company's fans 
Quote, I was personally not happy with how things turned out. I was not expecting that, he said. I knew immediately that we had to come back. I liked the spot we were in. I'm not talking about the peak of hype, but two years before that, we had our community. We liked them. They liked us. It was awesome to work at CD Projekt Red. After the release, it was tough, but I knew that we had the same people. The gamers are the same. We just need to fix our relationship. The only thing we can truly do is just deliver what we are capable of. I have a feeling that soon we will be able to do that, and hopefully that will be a new beginning for everyone, end quote. What do you think possessed this guy to say this? <laughs> You're doing so well. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Do you think he was like, all right, we've gained enough goodwill. I can finally speak my truth. <laughs> <laughs> I can finally, I can gaslight everybody into thinking that this game was actually good at launch. Like, he's been holding this in for years, yeah. and now that people like, like Cyberpunk, he's like, when the I can say it. <laughs> so bad on console that, like, that you know, Sony was that like, Sony we're going to unrelease this. store and, like, yeah, we had it reviewed well. Yeah, it reviewed well because your reviewers were playing it on PC and happened were uh, happened to be given a build that weren't as fucking buggy. I mean, our reviewer here got a lot of dildos in his playthrough. It was also a lot still, of bugs, a lot of bugs too, a lot of bugs. But then also, y'all like kept like hyping up the promise that this was going to be like the 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 big next gen thing that was going to push the boundaries of RPGs, especially in like the 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 Western take of an RPG. And it was a fucking first person GTA with some light of uh, uh, kind of dishonored kind of takes with like combat and uh, you know being able to be sneaky sneak or just go guns blazing and stuff. Mm-hmm. See, like, what what are you talking about, man? It's funny because like. I from uh, the headline, I c- I could have been with him, right? Like it became cool to hate on on cyberpunk, or it became cool to to dislike it. I it definitely became the punching bag, the 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 easy punchline, yeah. the low hanging fruit. And like I'm there a little bit. Like I remember, like I because I I liked that game, you know, when I played it at the end of the day, right? Like a lot of bugs, a lot like some parts in terms of like how much cyberpunk attitude was in there and how cheesy some of it was that I didn't vibe with as much. But at the end of, at the end of the day, as a Western RPG. I came out of it liking it, and that was even at launch, and that's with all the bugs and all this stuff, right? Over the years, as, they, as they've cleaned it up, it's been really great to see that they've really gone in and improved it and and, and all that stuff. Um, and so I'm and, I, and I'm in you know in what like the the let's say the March after that game came out, there are conversations that I would love to have in terms of like, oh yeah, but like when you look behind all that shit, like how fun is it as an rpg right that you couldn't have on the internet because everybody was so sure. focused on hating on the game That's and shutting accurate. it down yeah, right yeah, yeah. i i can agree with that idea but it was still a mess like the two things that stand out for me from the quotes are the uh i actually believe cyberpunk on launch was way better than it was received absolutely not come on absolutely not. you know what i mean like if you would have said better uh, uh, you know, if, even, if you're, if you're, and then, like, I love say, this one of like, that was a tough moment. We didn't know what was happening. If they went from now. zero to, or hero to zero, like, yeah, you did. Like, if you were to the say the current that, console couldn't run the fucking game, and then, it, like, because I'm with you, of, yeah. like, there's this actually really interesting dialogue and criticism to have of Cyberpunk, but it gets marred because it not working for PlayStation 4 players and being really broken and yada, yada, yada it takes up all the oxygen in the room. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think if we could take that out and just talk about it, I played on PlayStation 5, right? And my thought playing it was like, I platinumed it. I really enjoyed Cyberpunk. It never got to that, oh my God, what a fucking experience. Yeah, game of the yeah, generation yeah, exactly. thing. Which is where we had all been, that's what expectations had been set from these behind closed doors, E3 demos, yada, yada, yada. And so it's a weird one to 
reflect back on because me, even as a player, I don't think of my own experience. I think of the hullabaloo around it because I think if you remove the hullabaloo and come back to the experience, it was a game I enjoyed playing. I looked like an idiot because I didn't have transmog. I ran around. By the end, I was so powerful at hacking and doing everything. I was just a god by doing And it's like I enjoyed the narrative. I enjoyed Pan Am. I like falling in love with her. It's like there's things in there that like I'm very excited for Phantom Liberty. Because it is this idea of, like, I can't wait to see what it looks like and runs like now. And I did enjoy playing it. I'm excited to play this again and get back into a world that I have not touched since launch. Yeah. But it is this idea of, like, way better than the reception. No. Okay, then you guys knew that, right? Like, it might, I, I, if you were to come out and say people threw the baby out with bathwater, I can understand that, right? And even to everything you're saying of, yeah, there's this whole hullabaloo that distracted from the things that the game did, did good. I liked it because... For me, it was an open world take on the Deus Ex games that I love so much, right? Sure. And I really enjoyed playing this game. Deus Ex, for that, that. Was, that was the franchise I was looking for, and I blanked on it, so I oh, said yeah. Dishonored. God, and that's, oh, I see what you're talking about, yeah. Deus, yeah, Deus Ex is like, it's, it's a game that I would say is underrated, right? Like, from the last, the last couple, talking about human revolution and mankind divided, I fucking love those games. And so playing Cyberpunk, I was like, dude, this is giving me that, but open world and in a different flavor and all this stuff, hell yeah. But... Y'all, y'all knew that this game wasn't up to par when you put it out. There's a reason why we only got one review code on PC, right? There's a reason why we didn't see we didn't see those console launch uh, those console codes. There's a reason why PlayStation unreleased the game, right? Like there's a yeah, reason yeah, yeah. why embargo was so close to even when we got the codes. <laughs> like there are so many things wrong. A lot of red flags. There's so a lot many of red, red flags, flags about that review. Period. That would say that hey, we understand the state of this thing, but it is what it is. We got to release it. But yeah, don't come out and then say you didn't know. Or yeah, like, I you think it, it was and better. it sucks because and again, this is a footnote, and I don't know, you know, Michael from a hole in the wall. But it's like I really do feel like the conversation and the tenor and yada yada has changed so much that like people are excited about Phantom Liberty. Yeah, They're allowed to be, and it's going to be cool. Hopefully, it's going to be great. And like it's been a not a no man's sky necessarily. Maybe when it launches, it will be of like holy shit, blah blah. But like you didn't need to come out here and say this and get caught up in this quote this quote thing uh number six let's get you out of here ladies and gentlemen we got two left number six meta is launching a subscription service for quest games vgc games daily continues with tom ivan uh meta is launching a subscription service for quest games the subscription service will be available for quest 2 quest pro and the upcoming quest 3 headset Priced at $7.99 per month or $59.99 annually, MetaQuest Plus will give subscribers two VR titles on the first day of every month. The service will debut in July with Cloudhead Games Action Rhythm, FPS, Pistol Whip, and Arvor Immersive Experiences Arcade Adventure Pixel Ripped 1995. In August, subscribers will be offered uh, Mighty Coconuts, Walkabout Mini Golf, and Terrible Postures Games First-Person Roguelike Mother Gunship Forge. Cool. Cool. I agree. Mm-hmm. My problem is like pistol with. Oh, how many people don't? If you are, if you are a VR person, you've entered into MetaQuest, you've been sold on it. Like you've heard about Pixel, you've heard about a uh, pistol whip, and to a lesser extent, I do believe pixel ripped. Like, mm-hmm. like oh. I mean, what else do you want them to? to a day and date stuff is what I would think. Oh, uh, when I when I heard this, <laughs> when I heard this, I thought they were gonna say, oh, like. You get two games a month. I thought you get to pick. Like, well, you get two oh. games a month. And you get a credit. You know, you're paying seven ninety nine a month, but you're getting fifteen dollars in credit to go spend in the store or some shit that, like that. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I immediately saw this and I was like, oh, they're doing PS Plus. Yeah, one hundred percent. No, and which I get are. why, but and again, it's just one of those things of it's interesting. Of okay, is that a you know, 
is that, so, is that going to move the needle? Is that even, yeah. you know, where PS Plus, I because mean, this, I imagine that you're not going to have to pay for online still, right? Because yeah, online no, is free for um, MetaQuest. You would think that, yeah, that's not happening. So are you, do, do you want to pay the money for two g- free games a month? Yeah. The, on MetaQuest. Dice roll of what they're going to be and where you're going to go. Yeah. I don't know. Good luck that they're doing something. Get people to play VR. Uh, number seven and final on the Roper Report. Among Us is getting an animated TV show. This is Joe Otterson over at Variety. And Among Us animated series is in the works at CBS Studios. Variety has learned exclusively. The studio, via CBS Eye Animation Productions, has partnered with Intersloth, the independent game studio behind Among Us, to develop the series. Owen Dennis will serve as creator and executive producer on the project under his overall deal with CBS Studios. I fucking love it mm-hmm. when we're reading an entertainment story and it's <laughs> Owen Dennis. You, that guy with his overall <laughs> deal for CBS. Sure. You go, don't know Owen? Go get go get him, Owen. Oh man, that's wow. my guy. My wow. guy Owen. Oh, wait, okay. Owen Dennis has been a writer for Infinity Train and regular show. Yeah. No, okay. All right. No. This, See? Put some respect Bear on knows. Owen Dennis. Put some respect on my guy Owen. Hey. Barrett, sit your little fucking pretty ass down. No, right? I'm what I'm saying up, is, I'm what saying I'm saying is, why doesn't it say that? Owen Dennis, comma, creator of Infinity Train and the regular shit. Like, I'll be like, oh, okay. I don't know those, but I understand that. Because look, down here, we got, we're going to talk about Titmouse in a second. You'll hear all about him. What? <laughs> Watch your mouth. <laughs> per the official log line, the series is based on the premise of the game. Namely, quote, members of your crew have been replaced by an alien shapeshifter intent on causing confusion, sabotaging the ship, and killing everyone. Root out the imposter or fall victim to its murderous designs, end quote. Titmouse, parentheses, Big Mouth, Star Trek Lower De- Decks, will serve as the animation studio for the series. Nailed it. I love Big Mouth. I know what that is. I know what that animation looks like. Let's go. So you're a big Titmouse fan. I've been chasing Titmouses around the house for years. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, along with Dennis, Forrest Willard, Marcus Bromander, and Carl Nielsen. Nieser. Nesson? Nesson. Ness. Carl, I don't know how to say your name. Of Inner Sloth will also executive produce along with a bunch of other people with no things. Some people. No network or streamer is currently attached. But those conversations are said to be ongoing. Delightful. Should we try to buy Super Giant Games? We cannot afford Super Giant Games. Maybe Intersloth. They could afford it. We no, can't buy Intersloth. Wait, so you think we could buy Super Giant, but we, well, we couldn't afford Intersloth? I think they're both really high up there. I mean, I think they're there. both high up there, yeah. but Super Giant has to cost more than Intersloth. See, here's my thing is I don't think they would because I think the IP of uh, Among Us yeah. is so hot. It's in the fucking Knives Out movie. It's in this thing over there. I get, you know what? Okay, yeah, now. when I think about it, that's a good point. Now, don't get me wrong. If they you were be... saying, if, if I'm doing, remember the good son, if it's the end of the good son, mm-hmm. and I'm hanging over the cliff, and I got Super Giant, and I got Inner Sloth, not for one second am I thinking, <laughs> see you later, Among Us. I'm pulling, it. I'm pulling Craig, Greg Savage back up. Chat brings up a good point. Greg, how much money have you made from your Ubisoft shares? <laughs> is there a way to look up? Actually, I guess there's not a way to look up how much... Inner sloth is worth or no, that's not um, the super giant. Uh, Barrett, play my theme song. Oh, shit. I, I, hold on, super giant net worth. You're gonna have to wait a minute. There, Do companies right? have net worth or just people? I never know. No, people, you can't. People don't know. That's that's we got done with that a long time ago. <laughs> what, what <laughs> having a net worth? Yeah, wait, really? Uh, because I have a net worth page that my parents bug me about all the time. And I'm like, You're I like that ain't accurate. Yeah, that I promise accurate. you, I do not. I love, I love looking at yeah, that thing. Like, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, Greg, no, no. you ready? Yeah. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money. 
What's up, everybody? Welcome to your favorite reoccurring kind of funny games daily segment. Greg's not financial advice, financial advice, where I tell you what you should have spent your money on. I told you a while back, buy some Ubisoft stock. Kevin said you could buy uh, up to $100 of it. It wouldn't be a conflict of interest because you told it you're doing it as a bid on the show. And I said, great. So I bought 19 shares of Ubisoft. And let me tell you, I bought them at 533 Right now, they're at 550 So I'm still sitting oh. pretty. And I assure you, eventually Ubisoft's going to put out a game. <laughs> and when they do, it will probably review good enough to go, oh, and go up that way. So I mean, just a heads up, it's not it? it's not too late. I'm pretty if sure you it. wanted to buy some Ubisoft stock right now, it might still work for you. I feel like Skull and Bones might be up, up next on the slate. I don't know about that. <sighs> Blessing, I'm excited to see how much money I'm gonna make and if I can off the <laughs> 19 shares of Ubisoft I have send Ben to college. But that's so far <laughs> away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grub shops, where would I go? You're gonna buy a coffee with the Ubisoft money that you make. Fair enough. Wendy's coffee. You're going to go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today. Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed Single Player is on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life is on PS5. All the Xboxes, Switch and PC. Shogun Showdown Early Access is on PC. Sludge Life 2 is on PC. Bombing 2, a Graffiti Paradise, is on PC. Charade Maniacs is on Switch. Little Friends Puppy Island is on PC and Switch. Moonshine Incorporated is on all the PlayStations and all the Xboxes. And then Valtherian Arc, a Hero School Story 2, is on all the Xboxes, all the PlayStations, and Switch. New dates for you. Five Nights at Freddy's is coming to theaters and Peacock, October 27th. <laughs> Goddamn. Pixel Junk Scrappers Deluxe launches July 27th on Switch, all the PlayStations, and PC. Fort Solus launches August 22nd on PS5 and PC. And then Slay the Spire arrives on Apple Arcade July 7th. Ridiculous Fishing comes to the service on July 14th. And Stardew Valley comes to Apple Arcade on July 21st. Deals of the day for you. Remember, we are closing down our Rooster Teeth store, which means you have to go buy all of it, or we will have to say this the rest of our effing lives. So go to roosterteeth.com, go to the store, find the kind of funny page, and say, hey, it's Joey's half birthday, which means you get 25% off everything on the store with the code Christmas in June. While we do the post show, I'm going to make a link. Mm-hmm. It's going to be kindoffunny.com slash old store, and it'll take you to this page. Smart. Smart. Because remember, now there's kindoffunny.com slash store that takes you to the new store. And kindoffunny.com slash contact Nope, us, we're not making that Which one. will take you to the old website. <laughs> Jake Oz needs help squatting up, ladies and gentlemen. This is IRL. You can find Jake on Twitter at Jake Oz, uh, J-A-K-E-O-Z-184. So RTX is next weekend, and I would love to get together with some fellow kind of funny best friends. Maybe we could do a group lunch or dinner or just meet out for drinks and shenanigans. Either way, it would be my pleasure to organize something for us all to get together, as long as there's not something already planned or in the works that I'd be interrupting. If you're interested, DM me either on Twitter at JakeOz184 or Instagram at JakeOzburn18, O-S-B-U-R-N-1-8. Snowbike Mike and Joey are also more than welcome to join if they want to hang with the Trogs for a night. Looking forward to hearing from you all, Jake. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to RTX, yes, make sure you find Snowbike Mike and Joey. They are there. They are on panels. They are having a good time. I'm sure they will be out and about, but also hit up Jake Osborne or Jake Osborne 
if you want to go party stay with safe him. jake there's a whole battle of the jakes going on in our yeah, audience that's true that's yeah true. And oh, okay. i could see them being an rtx to try and take each other out i don't like that one bit um, stay away from jake bakes cakes okay uh we have no you're wrongs today so that's pretty dope so i just get to tell you of course this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you the nerdy video game news need know about if you like that be part of the show by writing it for free over at kindoffunny.com slash kfgd watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunny games and youtube.com slash kindoffunny games and of course You can get yeah. a show later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe. Uh, no matter where you get the show, please like subscribe, share, report it, do the thing, leave a review. And remember to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can come, You came out in the wide shot and put your drink down. Like they know you're here. Patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can get each and every episode of games daily ad free. Of course you can get a bevy of bonus episodes. You can get exclusive merch and so much more, but most importantly, just like, you support super giant you could support us patreon.com slash kind of funny and keep kind of funny independent uh right now as you see andy coming into the they can't see it yet you got they're not even using the shot where they can see you andy come on in uh he's coming in to do the post show that you can only get on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games but until next time ladies and gentlemen it's been our pleasure to serve you